You're in a garage, you're different. Okay, I was just going to ask you, what do you think about men in leggings generally, Jonathan? In general? And I'll oh. just, I will I will tell you, I have hit record just in case you want to filter anything you say. Do, do you like, Chris? I, I find it a bit bizarre. It's a culture thing though, isn't it? Isn't it a, there's a certain community of gym goers that like to wear leggings and string of vests and... Gym shark community, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can call them that. Maybe that can be their name, the Gymshark community. But you know what I mean? There's that type of lads, lads, lads that just likes to all meet up and wear leggings and stringers. And It's not the leggings on the guys that get me. It's the jogging bottoms that aren't leggings. They're jogging bottoms, but they're so tight. They mm. might as well be leggings. But they've got just enough bag in them that they that you can tell they're jogging bottoms, but they might as well be leggings. Have and it's been, like, what, what's the point? Have you been looking at someone's wiener? Never. Is that why? Unless it's that, like, unless it's just there, then. Yeah. <laughs> I could. I was going to say I could bring this to another jiu-jitsu uh, conversation and talk about the north-south position, and then you really get up close to someone's wiener. Well, this, I was. I was. I was. This is going to sound horrific, especially when you're not going to know. I was in the honey hole the other day. Oh, honey hole. That's a nice place to be. Hmm. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I, don't, I, I, I don't know if you want to explain to Amy what what the honey hole is. It's quite hard to explain, but I, yeah, I, 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 was, I was about to say, I'll be honest, if you could even do it. but Pretty much, I had someone, someone's balls in my face. Oh. I'm starting to realise why you guys do. <laughs> JJ. Well, could drop a J there. And then, um, <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah, no, it is a... Uh, I've said it's a funny thing to start as a newbie when, especially if you go on your own or you're doing kind of like group sessions and like you don't know anybody because it is very, from the outside in, unusual. Yeah, you I think though, you probably go knowing that you're going to get up close and personal with someone. I mean, you can't go to a BJJ class and just be like, oh, shockingly, I have a man's balls in my face. Like, you know that well, you're going to get with grappling with someone, don't you? You, you do. But when the fir- literally the first position you would normally probably get into is someone's guard, like closed guard, which is effectively missionary position with a dude you've never met. And obviously when you start doing stuff and it's hot and you start to sweat, it's, yeah, it can be taken a bit the wrong way. I've done missionary position with many dudes that I've probably never really met for that long, and you know, <laughs> yeah, well. it's nothing new. Nothing new to a lot of people. Um, it, it's new to me. I don't do missionary with many men, to be honest. So, um, you know, it's just not my thing. Oh dear. No, the the, the north. This podcast. This keep it like this we should um the north south yeah. is a funny position like i say in terms of you are effectively okay well, actually i suppose north south isn't that bad unless they've got the position wrong and they're a bit low or a bit higher depending on which way you want to look at it but and then balls are in face which is kind of more johnny's point but um like you can get people transition from obviously they get out of a guard try to get into side control they'll go to north south and you know they'll kind of like sit on your head like mm. so you can imagine you're basically in like a elongated 69 position um, not quite I mean, genitals to genitals, but every time we talk about this, I'm you're selling it to me more and more, Brett. You really are. So 
there there are some i was uh we were johnny uh, you'll you'll appreciate this but this week we were practicing neon belly and um not neon belly as in like rave neon no actually knee on someone's belly like you're, you're basically knee on someone and it was fucking disgusting horrible um there are many positions in jiu-jitsu where you, especially when you're drilling things and you kind of spend a lot of time in a certain position that are very nasty to do oh yeah but you do find it, i'm still new but people don't they are a bit gentle with it yeah and yeah i had a guy first day and he's trying to do i said to jam it in i said just i said just jam the just jam the knee and just get over like and try and go through me sounds disgusting again isn't it? yeah we did it is unpleasant yeah, we were um, we were on belly though, rather than more chest. What you might do if you were actually fighting, so kind of a bit more on your abdomen region, which is obviously a lot nicer to take. As in, obviously, so if when when someone shifts up a bit and they're on your ribs, it's like get off me, I can't do it. You're gonna fucking break me. And well, at least on belly, you can kind of brace, and it isn't so bad. Um, but I had some dude on me. I don't know how heavy he was, but he's quite heavy, heavier than me, and um, had to try and control, or he had to try and stay on top and control. And I had to get him off me in 60 seconds. And I was 45 seconds in. I was bracing so hard. I was suffocating because I couldn't breathe. I was just bracing. So there's no breath coming in. After about 45 seconds, I was just like dying because I, I thought, oh my God, I'm actually going to pass out because I'm suffocating because he's just kneeling on me. I can't get him off me. <sighs> it sounds traumatic. I did, uh, did a private Friday before I went away. What about your jiu jitsu? Yeah. Me. Me. In the words of Amy, or not really Amy, but giggity. <laughs> Giggity, giggity. Yeah. I need him in the face. He need me in the face. Then I need him in the nuts. Mm. Mm. I think you do wonder why we do this thing. I do wonder why you do it. No, no, I know why you do it. I think, like, I understand why you do it. I, I do, I do get it. There must be um, some reason because, like, most people I know, well, most people I know, they get into stuff like this. No, not just jujitsu, but seem to be quite almost jiu-jitsu specifically as well is uh just you go down these rabbit holes of just obsession it's the only way i can describe it you just get obsessed with with kind of thinking about it and learning about it and and stuff and we've said mm-hmm. it before on the podcast but <clears throat> excuse me it is like quite amazing really how many people i know that have started up and just suddenly just yeah obsessive is probably the right word but mm. it, despite all the horrendous sounding things that we just spoke about i mean the fact that i'm now kind of nursing a suspected broken big toe my finger's been fucked for about well since i started again like 12 weeks 12 10 weeks ago or something like that but yeah i still love it i still want to keep going back in my instructor said that they was going through like uh different arm locks and we're in a specific specific position and he said to me just put his arm in the most horrific <laughs> that you think and just do that. that Anus. Much hmm? Anus. Too far. Too much. Sorry. Too far. Sorry. I don't know. Well, there are some people that enjoy that sort of thing. So. Exactly. We accept all on this podcast. <laughs> I like Amy's coming here trying to be inclusive already. <laughs> yeah. An arm in the anus would be quite impressive, I would imagine. An arm. Arm. Mm, that's enough. I've seen videos that happens I was going to say there's videos of stuff yeah. like that yes, but one video oh my god when? it scarred me forever it's terrific need to rain this back it boys. wasn't two girls one cup was it oh no no that's terrific as well oh my god I, I, just, just on that I don't think it's real though as in I don't think that's real poo I don't care what it is I wouldn't know what, I couldn't watch it I, I, I'm I, very very strong stomach not for that, that clearly. 
interesting. Sorry, yeah. I've taken I've taken this in a direction where you probably didn't want to go in, you did we? So really shall I shall I just say hello to listeners? Thank you for listening to that kind of preamble. Um <laughs> uh, obviously we have Amy back on the show. We have Johnny on the show. Um we actually our first well not our first trio, but obviously since the collaboration, our first trio. So obviously our second trio, or three trio trio. Three way three way. Three I like the word three way, because um, it can mean many things. Um Yes, so welcome both. Glad to have you. Nice nice preamble there. Um, we haven't actually got a topic today, but we have, because I've got something I want to speak about, but obviously I haven't told you to, so um, this will be interesting. But Hawa? Is it boring? Or is it going to be... <laughs> I, hope it's, I, I hope it's very interesting. I if not, interesting. Johnny, we'll just go back to talking about Anal PJJ and three ways. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, yeah. You know. uh, you, you, jiu-jitsu. No, um, we should just start a jiu-jitsu podcast, I think, or we could just rename this one. Obviously, problem is without another jujitsu podcast, it wouldn't be very informative. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be informative. I'm not even sure it'd be that entertaining or interesting either. But yeah, um, <laughs> shall I just? I'll do a quick round robin. So let's start with Amy. How are you? How the devil are you? Hungover, I right hear. I am hungover. I am hungover, but I am fine. No, I'm good. Um, went to London last night. Um, Ooh, went axe throwing went, actually. Went in the big city. Ooh. Went in the big city. We went axe throwing. Really good. I would Have like been to, axe throwing? I would like to do that. I tried to do that with some friends only a matter of weeks ago, and um, so I, I text a lot of my friends uh, in a WhatsApp group we've got, and there's I don't know nine or ten of us in there, and uh, said it'd really be interesting, kind of bit of an alternative day out. You know, there'll be access to beer and all the other stuff, right? Thinking I'll set I'll set it up, see if I can get some bites, and then um, see what happens. And everyone's like really keen. And then when I told them what it was, there's a place in Norwich that has axe throwing, some sort of weird, massive, crazy golf, virtual darts, just loads of like kind of cool, like beer pong, just like, you know, these sort of things. I thought, you know, it's not, I'm 38, it's not really my thing. However, it is quite, uh, you know, a bit of a, what's that? I'm old. 38, yes, Johnny, 38. Um, I know, it's shocking, isn't it? Um, anyway, so I thought it's just an alternative day, you know, there's a, it's a, place where they sell drinks and alcohol people can have a few beers blah 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 I thought that'd be quite fun we'll do it and then um, everyone's like nah I don't want to do it oh I definitely recommend it it was good fun it goes real quick um and there's like there's you like obviously Jack and I we've trained and we're quite technical in like start like the training that we do there's absolutely no transferable skills from any kind of lifting at all <laughs> like it's really hard really hard and then there was this um this little, this like younger girl there, she must have been like early 20s, really small, really sm- really slight as well. Absolutely dominated it, dominated it. It was brilliant. Yes, yeah, so we did that. And then we went to a nice um, DC Batman inspired restaurant in London called Park Row because Jack and I are into our superhero things. So it was quite fancy. It was nice. But we worked our way through the cocktail list. Do you, um, didn't, didn't do you get, get dressed up? At, do you get dressed up at home in superhero outfits then? No, we have done in the past, not just at home, only for fancy dress reasons, but yeah. Um, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, I was talking something else, but fine. Yeah, um, you talk about thinking about BJJs in three ways again. <laughs> Superhero. No, I meant, I, I just wonder whether you're those types of people that sit home watch films in outfits. What are you thinking? <laughs> no, 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 we're not that. We're not those kind of people. But we do really like, like, DC and the Marvel Universe and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was quite fancy though. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was good. But here's here's a fun fact: never seen the Avengers. Oh, don't like. Oh, oh my god. That's pretty bad, Brad. I would say. That's really bad, Brad. Here's another fun fact: never seen Harry Potter. Ah, uh, see, I'm with you on that. I've never seen like past number three. 
But um, yeah. I've never seen Harry Potter. Ever? Ever. You read the book? No. Okay. What about uh, La- La- Summer's Too Young, isn't she really? She is. Um, I've probably seen the equivalent of five minutes of something while it was on television at some point and it just happens to be on my TV but not by my choice that's it yeah um, yeah but the Avengers like I mean that's a big deal it's a big deal soz though um, alright so yeah I'm okay I'm fine good thank good. you sounds like you had a great night I did yeah just uh, hangovers hit different when you get to mid 30s mid mid not like you back Late. Late. I was going to ask how you are, but I'm not sure I want to anymore, Jonathan. How are you, Johnny? I can ulcer on my, I can ulcer on my lip. Mm. That was from the knee in the face the other day. <laughs> uh, apart from that, I'd be good. I've been, I've been away in mid Wales for two days. Doing? In the middle of nowhere. It was my father's second retirement. Second retirement? Yeah, he, he, he was in Ford for 37 years, something like that. And then he's with the NHS for 15. Wow. Right, twice. Sweet. Yeah, so we'd have uh, Mid Wales, Big Cottage, mm. a few walks, middle of nowhere, literally walking on the road with no cars, no cars going about half a hour. That sounds heavenly. Middle of nowhere, plenty of sheep. That sounds lovely. It's like when we go up to the Highlands, um, Jack's family have a uh, um, house like right up, like literally look at the map of Britain. It's pretty much as far north as you can go and it's stunning. And uh, yeah, just sheep, sheep and yeah, just amazing. So sheep. nice. Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're, you sound particularly Welsh today. <laughs> I do. I am. I am from... I won't say no, not really valleys, but you went to North Wales. However, they are they either sound like scousers, which is odd, or you can't understand them. Even I can't understand them. And I talk fast, and they talk faster. Than wow. Than most. Wowzers. Mm-hmm. Like you and Brett do to me sometimes, you just go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. And how are you, Brett? Sure. Uh, other than the broken toe, absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, suspected. Is it, not. Is it still purple slash yellow? Um... The toe, I'm on for the uh, yes, uh, no, the, the, the toes actually appearance wise looking actually okay. The swelling's gone down a lot, the bruising has mostly gone, um, but there is very limited range of motion in the joint, um, and still quite painful to put any pressure on the actual toe. So, uh, yeah, does suck for jujitsu, um, but I'm just trying to manage around it really. So, but which is, um, like I say, other than that, all all good really. Um, nothing new to to report. Other than my absolutely fucking stupendous T-shirt that you point out. I did. It's yeah, very good. It's very smart like T-shirt. It. Shout out to Sounds Athletics. They are such a cool, um, small company that uh, obviously does things right, in my opinion. Cool they sent they, they sent me a nice little handwritten note in it with a nice little bag of um, Haribo Star Mix. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, and I was like, do you know what? Like, it's as ridiculous as that sounds. Little touches like that do make a massive difference to the perception of someone's customer service. People don't buy products; people buy people, and that gives a human element yeah. to buying a product, which yeah. is probably why you're going to go back there. I will. De- I, well, I've, I I own a few items of theirs now, but um, 
yeah, I will, we'll often buy. Plus, obviously, it's quite a cool design. For the people that yeah. can't see, because obviously we don't use the video, it is a Tony the Tiger dressed up with a hockey mask, like a Mighty Ducks type hockey mask, but obviously a sinister one. I should really shouldn't say Mighty Ducks, should I? Should probably say what's his face from um, horror film, Jason. Jason, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, holding a machete, cutting off Honey Monster's head. You, you're looking it's like just... you're looking like who's Jason? <laughs> don't watch horror films. It's company called Rex. Samson Athletics. Samson Sam, Athletics. Samson, yeah, as in Hercules and Samson. Samson Hercules. Mm. Shout out. Very good. I, I, I enjoy their things. They're all hand printed as well. They, they like What's quite nice is, um, and I, we're, again, very off tangent, but still, I think it's nice to talk about other people and kind of give people props when they're due. But when you make an order, they send you a little link to show you kind of why you're supporting them, what you do, and they show you their process they kind of show you through how they're hand printing all items and stuff, and it's quite nice to kind of feel like you're a bit part of it. Cute. It is cute. It's very good. So, um, so you so go yes. on the journey with your T-shirt. Yeah, almost. So um, I quite liked it. It's, it's very, very, like I said, it's just individual, and it's like, you know, you feel like you're being, you're just supporting a nice small family-type business rather than, you know, some fucking massive conglomerate or corporate that is just rinsing people in India to obviously fucking get cheapest garments as possible. Um, mm. they're not they're not overly expensive either, but I will say also very good quality stuff so do you rash cards do they do rash cards I don't think so mate but maybe it's worth a little shout out what I might do though is I might speak to them because they do collaborate with people to do designs and provide merchandise for people so obviously next time we want any merch I might ask them to uh, see what they do because obviously I say they, I do like their stuff it's high quality and you know, they seem like a very good business so just having a look now and the first thing that comes up is a uh, squid gains squid gains i have I like, yeah. that's quite clever i got an email that today actually and it was titled are you a risk taker and i was like what, is, what are you talking about and obviously caught me on the on, on the hook and then i had a look and i thought oh, well i'm not going to buy that t-shirt i think it's pushing it a bit too far for me trying too hard but as in just the, the, the design is not for me but oh there's one here for you that says garage gym hero i've got a hoodie with that on the back <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, so thank you for that. Hopefully, people find very interesting insight into your lives. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is, um, I want to understand what people think is like the best transformation. I know we've talked about transformation pictures. We've talked about we talk about our own clients' progress and our views. So we have obviously spoke about a lot of these ideas before. Um, like Amy, no doubt you would have spoken about on your own podcast similar types of concepts. Um, no doubt, Johnny, we've spoken about it another time, but I'm just interested in trying to go into the, diving into the realms of, I guess, ideas of like clients come to you with a certain idea of what their goal or motivation is. And then when you start working with them and obviously they, you know, they end up achieving a goal, how often is it the same goal as what they come, come to you with? And kind of like, I'd like to delve into kind of what you see, like the best types of transformations from people. Hmm. I think I'm purposely using the word transformation. And I haven't said like physical, obviously. So I guess, it, it, you, you know what I'm trying to say? And not that I'm trying to point to people like, oh, physical transformations is shit and it should be all that stuff. No, not at all. What I'm trying to say is like, what do you see or what have you done in terms of clients you've worked with? How do you feel like some of the best transformations? Or And you can talk about individual clients if you want, or you can just talk about concepts. I'm just interested to kind of, I thought it was quite a nice thing to talk about. Uh, it's interesting because you very rarely get someone come to you. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong with your clients, guys. You very rarely, I get very rarely get someone come to me going, 
I want to go on a journey of self-discovery and learn more about my relationship with food. And if I happen to decide that weight loss isn't for me along the way, but I'm a happier person, then that would be absolutely great. <laughs> it's just really unlikely. I think um, you mostly get people wanting to go on a physical transformative journey and then depending on the type of practitioner you are and the route you take them and your consultation, like we talked about before, sometimes they do end up learning more about themselves and they get more out of it than they think. And it depends on well, it depends on both you as a practitioner and then them as a client as to what they find more not satisfying, but let's say rewarding, whether it is the physical transformation or whether it is actually the um increased self-awareness understanding of their own relationship with food eating behaviors even like lifestyle behaviors um whether they find those things the more rewarding things the more, less tangible things or whether it is just a um a physical thing i know the clients i've had that want the physical transformation and i've said right take photos if you feel comfortable and they're like no I'm not really that bothered they always wish they had taken photos so I think they do underestimate the physical transformation they can go through um, which is quite interesting that's my initial thoughts sometimes it's that people don't really realize how much they've lost today yeah I have lost that much if I you think if you're taking a photo you'd be like Jesus Christ that is Freaking load of weight, or we look totally different. Or, or my, it might not even be. It's, I think it's definitely because I've had a few females who've only lost like only seven pound. They look totally different. And if you'd said them, you've only lost seven pound, they'd be like, oh, I'm freaking gutted. Mm. Actually, you look totally different. Mm, I've got a client at the moment. Actually, she's um, she's like late forties. Um, Your age, shy. <laughs> Or mid to late 40s. In fact, I'm going to shout her out. Shout out, Nikki. Um, I know she listens. Um, and she's amazing. Um, but or like, trains like an absolute animal. Um, Doesn't sound like you, and Johnny. It, <laughs> and, um, you know, the last... We've been doing, like, a, two diet phases with a diet break in between. And the, the last week or so... She's been like, oh, but the scales haven't moved. And I'm like, I'm actually quite happy with that. Like, I'm actually really, really happy with that because you look completely different like, like in the space of two weeks. You know, you have that point in a diet where all of a sudden you're just like, oh, OK, there's diet face. There's complete like loss of bloatedness, everything like she just looks completely different. But yeah, like you say, when the scales haven't moved, um, it's there's always that there's always that point where they're like yeah i wish i had taken photos before because now i can see it i do i do think there's a certain element of um inevitability that people want to look at physical transformations um like i said unless you're really niche in terms of like as a as as kind of a fitness professional unless you're really i don't know maybe niche isn't actually fair actually but unless you're quite specific so i will say niche about what you offer in terms of you are somebody that deals with like either anti-diet or you're kind of someone that deal, deals in a specific area around kind of helping relationships rather than kind of helping you know pro weight loss or even kind of pro intentional weight loss i think it's quite difficult um for someone to then come to you and not probably expect weight loss because i think it's part of the culture it is part of diet culture and i don't mean i don't even use the term diet culture in necessarily 
the negative connotation as what we would probably call dark culture i mean kind of just you know there is a weight loss industry in in the fitness industry unfortunately um or maybe, maybe fortunately for some people it depends upon your view i guess but i think it, there's this inevitability that people obviously expect the physical transformation and a lot of people then kind of don't think so much of it at the start about how far all the progress they can make so they do end up being disappointed when they don't have that almost evidence to refer back to because we've all probably had clients where they haven't taken either progress pictures as often as they would like or haven't even necessarily taken them from the start i mean i've had clients that come to, that have come to me already have lost some weight never took progress pictures and obviously i ask them to take them from the start because i kind of figure not because i'm really that bothered but i kind of figure quite often people want to refer back to themselves and i often tell people that actually this is going to be for you not for me like you'll probably mm. want to look back and see as a marker of progress um yeah that's kind of my views on that side of it i think it's got worse since the whole um like <clears throat> explosion of instagram kind of thing i think it's definitely got worse you're definitely bombarded with a lot more transformative photos um i don't think you can really scroll through a feed without seeing um any kind of real transformation photo or whether it's male female massive weight loss tightening up like it's it if you're in the fitness industry and you follow fitness accounts you are you can you can risk getting saturated with a lot of it and i think it's that whole i think when when you go down that rabbit hole people can get into the mindset of oh why i want that why hasn't that happened to me that is the kind of results i i want and i need and it's it's like we talked about before it's very hard to sell the or image of oh but i have a better relationship with food and i sleep better and my health markers have improved and like how do you display that in visual form that can be really difficult i think um one of the inspirations i suppose for this kind of topic as such was one of my clients um kerry who posted a very nice tile on her instagram wall you know a picture on the thing just about shouting out how she's really reflected recently and her views have very much changed in that in the same premise that we talked about of where she initially came to me absolutely dead focused on feeling more comfortable and confident in her own skin for the mechanism of weight loss kind of weight loss was her thing but obviously when we like you all do really kind of have conversations around what are your real why it's never oh, i want to lose weight it's always obviously something a bit deeper obviously hers was very much more around kind of feeling a bit more confident in her own skin fitting into her clothes and fit just feeling better and she just said actually it's like so interesting how she didn't even realize that she had perhaps some i, I wouldn't i wouldn't go as far to say poor food relationships i don't think um maybe i might say quirky relationships or i might just say kind of you know not optimal or perhaps not perfect but i don't like to even use the word poor because it probably suggests it sounds worse than it is but i suppose in reality perhaps it is poor and it's just the fact that it's so common across a lot of people that isn't seen as poor generally if that makes sense like basically mm-hmm. the general population have such poor eating habits and poor relationships with food that's almost so common it's now normal and we've had this conversation many times about common versus normal and you know it, things shouldn't be normal just because they're common and i guess that fits into that box a little bit but she's just transformed almost the last couple of months around how her views in terms of what she's actually focused on what is important to her has just completely changed um and I, I, to be honest i don't know if that's a bit of the way i work with people in that i do discuss weight loss i'm not anti-weight loss but i do spend a lot of time convincing people not to lose weight at the same time um if that makes sense mm yeah i'm i'm the same um 
it's difficult. I think um, I think since lockdown as well. I mean, this might just be completely something that I've noticed, and like, I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on this. Since lockdown, obviously, there was the whole I've piled on the lockdown pounds, need to get back to the gym. Now gyms have been open for a while. Now I think everyone is realizing as as social things are kind of ramping up again. And people are actually starting to feel a lot more like maybe social overwhelm, like social media overwhelm. I think people are a little bit more protective of actually their social media space and maybe creating a few more healthy boundaries with what they expose themselves to as well online. Um, I might be wrong. Some people might just love to go down that Instagram rabbit hole and like, oh, why can't I have that? But I think there's um, some people I think are a bit more... Um, limiting on what they do expose themselves to. Mm. Especially through the pandemic, there's been a load of shit on there, surrounding that and other things. You see a lot of people's like a lot of grouping together in certain crowds. If you're not this, you must be the opposite. If you're not that, you must be this. It's very much. So I, like I deleted Instagram. I don't go on Facebook that often anymore. It's like, gosh, this is full of shit, isn't it? It's full of, you think, oh, I'm not interested in this. So I imagine there are people who have, have done that and gone, actually, I've seen too much shit over the last year. I'll limit what I can see. Because I think it can have a, or death is a negative effect on a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's that whole, it's like, it's the whole comparison. It's the whole, I want what they've got. It's especially if you are going on your own transformation, I say transformation, especially if you are going on your own journey with your own um, trying to establish healthy behaviors. Maybe you are on your own weight loss journey or maybe you are just trying to um, live a healthier lifestyle, even if that is for good reasons, not for physical or aesthetic reasons. When you are bombarded with pictures of people that are making physical transformations and looking in more societally accepted bodies it can be like it, it is that little like pickaxe away at you going oh maybe I should be doing it for this maybe I should be actually just uh, dropping my calories a little bit more or why aren't I getting results that quickly you know you can it's almost that real dulling down of that your your own internal um journey do you know what i mean it's mm. those whole external those awful external cues about you need to do this you need to diet and blah blah blah, blah. i think it makes people often do things they shouldn't be doing mm. because it, the people that do like weight loss drugs like i'm, I'm a people you've seen do dmp because you want to lose a bit of weight it's like literally the worst ever drug that you can ever take for weight loss you may as well be taking in i don't know well i don't know what shit's in it but they are doing that because they've looked as people are like they they've uh, lost X amount of weight in whatever weeks. What can I do to do that? Oh look, let's do some DMP. I know it's an extreme example, but if they hadn't been comparing themselves to other people, they probably wouldn't have done it. Mm. I think that's that's a bit what I struggle with in terms of the more I think about people's goals and motivations being kind of aesthetic related other than probably for a sport and i kind of like i kind of get bodybuilding and i get why people want to do it for a sport um i struggle to think about any other really good valid reason why people should and i know it's kind of oh fuck brett's going down the anti-diet route but 
I like the, the the longer and longer, and I've said this enough times, and it's kind of my views are just getting stronger than anything. Like in an ideal world, I just I just can't seem to. I I I would be asking people not to diet for the most part outside of any health related reasons because I just can't seem to think of any valid. Like if someone says to me, "Yeah, but I just want I, I want to do a photo shoot and I want to look good," and obviously I'm you know I want to, something I can push myself and achieve. And if you'd asked me three years ago, I said, "Yeah, it's a brilliant thing to do. Yeah, like it is really hard. It's really rewarding, and you kind of do it and whatever. You know, you kind of get these really great great photos at the end, and it just marks some achievement. But now I think about it and think like for what though like what achievement is it like yes you put yourself through some suffering you can kind of see what you're you can kind of how much suffering you can take but why do we value like someone looking a certain way in this this industry and i know like kind of this this doesn't seem like a particularly uh unusual conversation or angle but it just seems it's just like more and more important the more i think about it i think actually you know if you're healthy and you're you're fit your you know you can do you can do the activities of daily living that you want to do you know you can kind of do your hobbies or you can do your sports or whatever it is it's like you know and obviously that's going to differ for everyone depending upon what their goals and stuff are i just keep thinking like oh why do why do people feel the need to have to look a certain way like why is why is it such a strong driver here's a question then do you think the three of us can sit here and ask that question of other people because we have all three of us been in very good socially acceptable physical condition at one point in our lives so we have actually we know what it takes well, we've been there and we are now the other side of that with very little desire to get back there again i mean i know you were dieting for your wedding as well johnny but like you know like you know, like do you know what i mean do you I, think we I can think actually that, have that opinion from a place of privilege i think there's an element of of that exists what you just explained however what, that that only exists because of the whole the fact that this idea of someone looking a certain way is there in the first place because obviously you wouldn't be having that conversation if we didn't need to look a certain way but we obviously all felt that need at some point and we've yeah, done it that's yeah. that, that's kind of my point though like why does why does that need exist the fact that we would we've been there and over the other edge and realized that in, in all that then mm. Is kind of hit neither here nor there almost to that extent but i agree it does exist and yes like there'll be people listening to this that have never been in the shape that they want to be in thinking that it's easy because you see it all the time like you, you kind of get your i don't know uh struggling mother of you know of three children that has really struggled with her food relationships her weight her body confidence um and she's told by a really lean yoga doing hippie that drinks carrot juice saying like you shouldn't have to diet man what are you doing like it's like yeah but that's really kind of almost undermining for someone in a ideal kind of body you know in air quotes to tell someone else they don't need to diet and i get that kind of point is half the point you also just made as well but it's kind of like uh, you know i, str- I struggle yeah. with it a little bit in terms of just like I think at the moment we're actually going through a real period of transition and change in the fitness industry. I think the people now that are spreading the positive messages of not necessarily anti-diet, but I would say um, positive exercise messages. So exercise, exercising for health, for enjoyment, for, um, you know, mental health benefits. 
I think they're trying to undo all the shitty messages of the last 20 to 30 years. You know, because if you look at those pictures of the female ideal from way back in the 1940s, 1950s, you know, society is very much driven. And I, I appreciate I'm talking about women here, but society is very, but you can apply it to men. Society is very much driven um, about the ideal shape by the media and by, you know, what the media perceives and the messages that the media gives out of what the ideal body shape is. You know, you had Marilyn Monroe, then you had like, the waif thin Kate Moss of the 90s and the supermodels. Then you have like, you know, you've got your athletes. And I think now we are going through a bit of a period of change where it is, we're, we're just trying to undo all that. And that's going to take time. That is going to take time. Mm. Yeah, the ideal, ideal to who? Yeah. Your ideal body uh, body for blog is maybe totally different than another woman's. Vice versa, me and Brett, and then one woman might look off, that's my type and not that type. Yeah. Yeah, I did the who. It's, it, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Marilyn Monroe was obviously good looking, but some men don't like that look for, for whatever reason. Some men like Kate Moss. I don't. Yeah. It's just like, well, I did the who. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's full of tossers. <laughs> At least we get. Yeah. 95%. You, you, you've you obviously got the exactly like on the on the button there in terms of ideal to who, but that's that's also kind of like one of the problems is the fact that that's a very logical answer which isn't still accepted by people as mm. in the easy example if, if a client comes to you and says i want to look a certain way and you start to kind of ask why because i do you know oh, i feel better and i feel confident but why do you feel confident that? they couldn't give you an answer they couldn't give you an answer as to why they would feel more confident being in a you know a different body you don't really do because I think it's the people, I think it's the things people don't want to say, though. You know, as a woman, it's very, you don't want to, you don't want to stand there and go, because I think I'll be more attractive to men, you know, like, or I think I'll be more attractive, or I think I'll be um, better accepted in my workplace, or I think I might climb the social ladder a bit better if I'm in a slimmer body. Like, it's all these things, these under, these unspoken little messages that particularly as women we've been fed by a patriarchal society that smaller is better and i don't want to get into a feminist row but these are the little messages that people that women particularly don't realize they carry with them um especially ones that you know if you drill down to that why i don't think a lot of people realize that they do actually think like that if that makes sense johnny what do obviously i can see from a female perspective that's probably you know quite common but i guess from uh, yeah, a gender perspective, you're gonna have different drivers. Uh, mm. I mean, Johnny, what 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 do you think drives your behaviours and your motivation to to change your physique? Being honest, if you don't mind saying, I, if not, I can talk about mine. Like, I I I generally think my drivers have been over my lifetime mostly to do with the the just avoiding embarrassment. And you could say like, why would you be embarrassed? But I don't know why, but something in me growing up told me that if I didn't look a certain way, then that I wasn't as good as someone else. As in terms of like, I should, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm not in it. Not that I would never put it as blunt as like I'm an embarrassment, but I would be embarrassed about like looking a certain way. And I guess that can only come from that can only mean like that must feel like I'm not good enough then. Like, or or why else would I be embarrassed? Probably for me then, of being fat most of my early adult life and as a kid. Probably, it's most certainly that. And I, 
you do feel, or I did feel, but better being leaner. But I wouldn't say it gave me more self-confidence at the time. You you think, ah, oh, I could be a, bit, again, uh, a few percentage points less body fat, yeah? And if you're like, you're like nine or ten, it's like when, like in there, where does it end? It doesn't really give you that much self-confidence, really, is it, when you get there? But I would say, yeah, being fat when I was younger, I'm thinking, oh, I'm growing up with looking at Arnie all the time. I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder. That's how ridiculous it was. And I was not knowing I could jam myself for about 20 grams a year till I'm 40 and then probably die. But that's not what it'd be like to think, oh, that, that looks good. What, what, what's the difference between, though, you and another kid that isn't so concerned about becoming leaner, smaller, or whatever? Like, say again? Perception of what you and, and how you've, I suppose, what you've seen. Hmm. Life, isn't it? Like, of the internet wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Maybe 11, 12, 10, 11, 12. And then looking at what I've, because I got into training at what, 16? So you're around bigger blokes, you know, men, 20s, 30s, oh, they look good. And I suppose it's one of those things, isn't it? Oh, with the woman he's with. It must be because he looks like that. So as a kid, you do think like that, and you think, oh, he must get that woman because he looks like that. That's how it starts as a kid, as an 18-year-old bloke full of testosterone. You know what I mean? But I don't know what the difference is, really. I suppose it's your environment, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. What, you've, what your environment's been like, where you've hung around, what mates you've had. Mm. Okay. What? What? Can I ask you, Brett, what were you embarrassed about when you were in a bigger body? While I am just down my favourite Professor Peppy. I'm getting um, some on Wednesday. It is amazing. Um, I can almost pinpoint an early memory, an early-ish memory in kind of middle school. Um, maybe maybe actually, no, maybe not middle school. Maybe maybe like one of the first years in maybe high school. So I, I'd, be, I'd have been 11, 12. Because obviously I'm August baby, so I joined at 11. Um, I can pinpoint a memory of one of my PE teachers while we were playing basketball. And as a lot, and I'm assuming they don't do this nowadays, but obviously back in my day when I went to school, um, they used to separate teams by having one team take their shirt off. And I remember taking being on skins and uh, I remember my PE teacher making a laugh or a joke about my boobies. Um, wow. And obviously, I'll be honest, I wasn't a massive child. Um, as in like, I don't think I was like, obese or you know but i was a chubbier slightly chubbier child um so i never felt like i was overweight but obviously i, I had a a an immature like pre pubescent um kind of physique i don't know I, i'd be honest i don't know how else to describe it so and i guess there's a few kids in my age in the kind of at that age where perhaps they were kind of the older kids in the school sometimes you reach in puberty a bit earlier perhaps as well where they start to kind of you know lean out kind of have a bit not you know certainly not any muscle you know kind of actually muscle mass but obviously a bit more definition which i guess so then you then start to compare and obviously i think a lot of blokes and i don't i don't this is probably never talked about but a lot of blokes when they're grown up and it's you know it's the same with their wieners you know some people's wieners grow quicker than others when they you know because they start hitting puberty earlier and obviously um there was kids at school used to get rinsed and bullied by other kids because obviously you know, you'd have showers in the pee afterwards and some of the other lads would just basically take the piss out of them because they're Johnson's hadn't quite grown yet compared to other people's. And it sounds ridiculous to say out loud as a 38-year-old male now. But obviously that shit happens, unfortunately. And I guess it's the same with bodies. Like, people's bodies mature differently. And I guess, like, I can almost pinpoint a memory where 
um, I said this this teacher, and it wasn't even anything horrendously bad, other than just a little tiny giggle and a bit of a joke about something, and that was it, pa- completely passing. But obviously, it stuck with me, and I guess like you then start to kind of notice, like, why is he laughing at me? What about other kids? And you start to look around at other kids that perhaps, you know, and on paper had you know better physiques. Um, yeah, it just obviously, I guess like it's one of those self conscious things that they've grown since. So mm. I didn't. And it, you- I was going to say, do you, have you, do you think you carried that through to adulthood? Definitely. Well, in terms of how you wanted your body to look, I, I definitely it made it. So I, I basically throughout my kind of early teens and into kind of teens into maybe eighteen, nineteen, just did loads of sport and just like really worked hard and just did loads of sport. And obviously, I guess I then had less of a problem with it. And obviously, went through puberty and matured a little bit, which obviously helped. Um, I think it then compounded when I decided to uh, move out of my home, my my family home at the age of 18 and moved into kind of a a leisure complex almost. Like there's like flats on a river, which is in kind of a leisure complex. I started full-time work and basically decided I could eat and drink, do whatever I want. I was going out partying three days a weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, obviously put on a lot of weight (laughs) because I stopped doing any sport. I guess that like through my early 20s, that kind of just then just played on my mind again. It's hard as a bloke because obviously I guess when you are surrounded by testosterone and other guys and obviously kind of general masculine banter and I'll be honest, like I hate I I I, I was about to say the, the kind of the toxic toxic masculinity masculinity type approach, but I almost hate that phrase now because it's kind of almost everyone's like oh yeah it's so it's so you know this this whole toxic approach to it and I don't think that's a not I don't think it's a thing but I think it's often misrepresented and often misused but anyway that's a whole other podcast but there is an element of kind of like you know the banter you know you do get banter off the people and and blokes just like taking the piss out of each other and i guess again sometimes that can hit nerves you know mm. Interesting. It's like therapy oh, i'm gonna cry <laughs> no, no but it is though isn't it like it is it's I... all about like why we think the way we think and why we can why if we want to change our body why are we attaching so much self-worth to our physical form? Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's an element I can speak like this now because I am so far at the other end where I'm genuinely pretty comfortable and confident about myself. And I say that with a, I'm comfortable and confident with my imperfections. Not that I don't have any, that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, um, as in almost I'm almost like so nonchalant about it like I couldn't give a fuck like that's that's almost how I feel about it now because I realize that exactly what you just said it's so little of my self-worth that what I can offer to people to like my, my kind of like social um mark that I can leave on this planet it's mm. like I've said it enough times and I'll say it, I'll say it to clients all the time I've said it out loud on podcasts all the time like if you were to write a fucking pie chart of your value your interest what's interesting about you a little slither and what you look like should exact be exactly that a little slither it's not going to make up a big chunk of what your fucking pod, your uh, pie chart looks like you know what you what you look like it should be the least interesting thing about you like literally yeah unless you've got fucking crazy wacky hair and you know you dress weird and then you know that might be very interesting but yeah. mm. um okay then johnny here's a question for you um how do you prefer your body when it's a bit leaner or are you happy just the way it is or do you genuinely just not give a shit do you diet sometimes because it's something to do and because it's a challenge and to feel comfortable in clothes definitely no i went through the typical bodybuilding behavior of 
died into whatever and going, oh, yeah, bulking now. Bulking now, sulking now. Let's just get on with it. And like, fuck me, I'm too fat. Loss of lockdown, it was 234 pounds or 236. I'm like, what have you fucking done again now? It's too much. I'm like, you do like lockdown, you can't do it. You're like, ah, oh, what's the point? Whatever. So, you know what I mean? like, so now, I do definitely prefer being leaner, but I'm going to get to what I, what I can come through with and just never get too fat. But to answer mm-hmm. you, I'd prefer being leaner. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Me too. Me too. And then I feel, I wrote, a, I wrote a blog about it the other week. I feel guilty sometimes when I look at the leaner body that I had in photos and I miss it sometimes and I'm like I feel guilty about that because I'm healthy I'm not obese it is literally just a aesthetic thing um I also know that my leaner body wasn't healthy because you know I had symptoms of um HA like hypothalamic amenorrhea like lost my period for ages like just felt like shit all the time as well and just tired exhausted no motivation to train but when I look at photos I'm like there's part of me and I don't think this is talked about enough there's part of me that's like oh I wish I still look like that but do I actually do have you almost forgotten what it felt like be that lean as in the negative because like it's like it's like women's serial pregnancy and I'll never do it again three kids later they're like oh fuck never do it again because they've forgotten how horrific it was yeah. is it the same sort of thing you've forgotten actually what it physically felt like to be there don't you think they're like when you're dieting you just do it you know it feels like shit but you just do it you're just like oh it's just uh, yeah I feel like crap but like it's all right I've just got another day to get through another day to get through another day to get through and then you don't realize how crap it is and how shit you feel until you're not dieting anymore but when you're in the thick of it it's like you you just keep doing it to yourself because you're in that hamster wheel. Um, it it's mad. Like I I don't think I've forgotten how shit it feels, but like I had no energy. I had well I wouldn't even say I had no sex drive because I thought I looked banging. So I'm like yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's weird. But I I got drunk on a thimbleful of wine. I it was. And then my preoccupation with um, with like hypercalorific foods was just insane. So in terms of mentally, I was really, really like, I don't want to say damaged, but like really struggling. But then I feel guilty now in a, in a healthier body for, for missing that figure. Um, and then you have to challenge that perception in yourself of like, why do I, why do, is that still a desirable thing? Um, that I think it almost comes down to my original yeah. preamble of this section of the podcast about what, like, why do you feel that way? It's almost like, you know, I, I know you could throw it under the umbrella of, oh, it's diet culture. That's why we feel that way. But kind of like, you really have to break that down, what that means. Mm, but I think I've been lucky. I, I've done a lot of work and had counseling and like worked through a lot of this stuff. And it is all connected to self-worth or connected to your parents to how you receive love to how you give love to the messages that you've received when you were younger and like this shit is deep you know the reason why people want to go through these physical transformations particularly I speak as a woman like with women some of this shit is really deep you know and that's that's why I think I love the angle that you come at now a bit more Brett in terms of like 
not anti-weight loss, but like, why do you actually want this? Because I think there's a lot of people out there putting people through these transformations that are doing more harm than good because they're not asking the difficult questions. Hmm. I have to get psychologically profiled. I would. Just someone just can go and just find the deepest, darkest part of your soul. You'd get, locked up. You'd get locked up, mate, without a doubt. <laughs> to see what, why you... You're like, hmm, why do I think that then? Why do I, why do I behave in that manner? Yeah. Why do I'll... I one of my clients is um one of my clients is a counselor and a therapist and the our sessions are like my pt clients and our sessions are brilliant it's basically all your parents that's what she says to me she's like it's all your parents it's to do with where you are in the um where you sit in your family so whether you're like oldest middle youngest i'm only child the reasons behind where you are like it's literally all upbringing but then also like the messages we're fed as um like as youngsters as well it's mad yeah it's mad there's nothing no I've got no issues that I think but it'd be good to know why you think and do the things you do and say and the beliefs you have like where you know where they come from you know what I mean yeah. why do you get angry about certain things yeah like you know that situation Brett that you said you had in the in the like sports hall like put you and then put you Johnny in that same situation that exact same situation with both of you would have very, very different impacts because of your parents, your upbringing, your experiences, and the way you carry that situation through your lives would also be very different as well. I find stuff like that fascinating. That's cool. I think... Yeah. Um... Why? Why would it be different? Interesting. Nature versus nurture and all that shit, but... Um... Yeah, I, I I was gonna say like if I go back to like that example or that moment, like I can almost think like you know a lot of the popular kids at school are the best at sports, the kind of you know the most athletic, you know perhaps like you know have the best like physiques that type of stuff. And I don't think it's quite as direct as you know like people are that interested in what a you know a fourteen year old boy's physique is like really. But there is an element of like it just happened. You know the cool kids are always the kind of the bigger, stronger lads or whatever generally and obviously we have these kind of um cultural stereotypes don't we obviously like the, the geeky tiny weedy kids that aren't popular and then obviously the big old school bully jocks um and i guess there is an element of they they're stereotypes for a reason because that kind of cultural niches do exist um and i think you see that as a as a boy growing up and you kind of want to be in that cool bit so that's kind of where you then have this comparison comparison issue where you're kind of comparing yourself to obviously other things because and I, i'm like and it was almost compounded for me in that when i when i joined the school football team and i was all right at football i suddenly became popular and i suddenly you know i, I kind of you know grew into my body and whatever else and i all of a sudden became popular and it's kind of like it compounded the, my beliefs of that this is obviously better than that mm. how much here's a question for you both then how much do you think how much of that do you think is actually biology as well? I mean, obviously there's some kind of cultural element, but, you know, biologically we look to be attractive to a partner and have a mate and obviously part of being in the best physical condition we can be. Um, yes, obviously it's perception and some of it's subjective, like you were saying earlier, Johnny, and like what you find attractive isn't necessarily what Brett finds attractive, but on a biological level, we are looking for the best mate. Um, so, like, how much of that do you think is is still that, and there's still I, that driver? 
it's death. Aliens are locked. Yeah. What, it's like, a lot it's, biological. Yeah. Because it's like um, I'm gonna say, but is it because you look biologically, you you want to carry your bloodline on, do you? So mm-hmm. biologically, looking if you're in peak physical condition, uh, you're likely to be able to fight other men. For and this is obviously this is like as basic as you can ever get. I will fight you for her to impregnate her to have a kid. That's what it boils down to. At the end of the day, you carry your blood in on. If I'm bigger than him, if I can fill him in and kill him, there's no way he's gonna he's gonna have sex with her. Yeah. Right? That's that's fundamentally in it. That's the fundamental of life, in it. Yeah. People would be highly offended by that, but tough fucking shit, isn't it? That's just how it is. Biologically, that's what we're here for, isn't it? Really, to carry yeah. on life and whether people choose or not to have kids or not is another 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 story and it's up to people and what they want to do but biologically we, we are driven that way now. yeah what do you think Brett I don't I don't think I can have a an evidence-based opinion and I like as I know it sounds a bit of a cop-out but like I generally just don't know I would probably like, my immediate answer is oh it's probably just a big cauldron of everything but yeah I, I don't think Environment's a big thing as well, isn't it, I think. How you perceive, how you've been brought up, what you've watched on TV, who your peers are, what your parents are like, siblings, blah, 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 who you've been around. Like you've had a few brothers when you were younger, you're probably going to be a bit more boisterous when you're older. Maybe mm. blokes more, more often. You've been brought up by two men or two women, you're going to be different than you. Yeah, I mean, think about like um like different cultures and different tribes in different parts of the world what they find attractive because of how they've been brought up is completely different to obviously what we find in a western society it'd be it is it's interesting yeah it is and it would be good to see how how, how much biologic um how much biology has an impact on how you behave and why you think or why particularly men think bigger is better or a particular physique is better than others yeah. Other is better than whatever. Being stronger is better than being weaker. I'm very much in a position that. Fall down to what I said earlier. It makes mm-hmm. sense to be bigger, not leaner, stronger, and fight, blah, more, blah, blah. More virile. Yeah, all that. <laughs> all that. I was, I was going to say, like, I, I feel a bit like part of. Like, at certainly at the moment, I'm, a, I'm in a space or a place where, like, almost jiu-jitsu means more to me than kind of how I look in that like just being larger and heavier in like helps my jiu-jitsu so therefore that's kind of priority at the moment and it's weird how that can kind of flip quite quickly when you find something that has more meaning to you at the moment than something else I'm the same I probably train once or twice a week now weights it I... also has to do with not being able to move my neck or pull my shoulders <laughs> back Swat anymore. That's one of the funny, that's one of the funny things. Is like now it's like I was at dinner last night and it's kind of like someone said something behind me. And I was like, <laughs> like, I couldn't actually move my neck. I'd like twist my entire body to look behind me. Why um, do jujitsu? That could again fundamentally boil down to like biology, doesn't it? You're doing that potentially for biologically. I would strangle like to death if I need to to get my woman. Yeah, or to protect your family. Yeah. You can check the bloodline new. Oh. Someone's in the house, I will triangle choke you to death if you come in my house. 
that's what you, that's, I, 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 that's something in the back of there you don't think about I didn't start it for that but you do think it'd be nice to know if I ever need it I just like the high level problem solving element of it yeah and I, I, it's interesting as well but it, how did we get back to BJJ because that's what we revolve around the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I, I was just saying about obviously how I prefer to be heavier at the moment because it helps that pr- rather than looking a certain way. Yeah. That's all. Um, as, uh, and I, obviously, you know, as long as it doesn't start affecting kind of like my cardiovascular performance. And, and I'll tell you what I have found. Like I found like my cardio is still pretty good even though I now no longer do any other than jiu-jitsu. Um, obviously i was running once a week just to kind of keep some form of cardiovascular fitness and kind of protect my heart a little bit um not that obviously you can't you know have some elements or benefits from resistance training but obviously you know some actual cardiovascular um stuff where you get your heart rate up for a long period of time will obviously have a a decent benefit and outside of uh, jiu-jitsu now i do none but it's interesting now i still feel like i'm reasonably fit even despite the fact of doing none um and i also found myself it's quite stronger than most people which is quite weird considering i've never considered myself strong by any stretch and you wouldn't you wouldn't consider that by the numbers in my resistance training program um but. it is surprising oh, yeah. i've been happy i've been stronger and not have my arm snapped off many times hmm. but if you if you if you told someone at the start of their fitness journey to get into something like that like a combat sport or something whatever that they loved then the, the thing they wanted would come anyway, probably without all the psychological shit of dieting down specifically uh. to look. They it, would it, also it, not believe you. You wouldn't sell it, would you? <laughs> no, you're right. They wouldn't. But imagine, you, you, like, any, any combat sport of anything, if you go there four times a week, the best card you'll ever do is in combat sport. And then... Maybe you look to do things to supplement that. Mm. Eat better, get more rest because you're fucked all the time. I already get a punch in the face or getting strangled or whatever. Brett would have no toes left. Yeah. Probably yeah. My feet are bad enough from the best part of 20 years playing football, to be honest. So This is a very interesting conversation, boys. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Um, me too. Enjoy yourself. Mm. <laughs> So she's never going to do it, mate. Let's go and do a class. Look, if you two could weightlift, if you two try Olympic weightlifting, I'll go do BJJ. My shoulder, my shoulders would fall off. You, I, I can't, I can barely do that. That's good. I've seen people with worse mobility than that, Johnny, do Olympic weightlifting. Good stay, isn't it? I know. There's nothing more empowering. And having a heavy weight over your head. Look where your shoulders are going. Your shoulders, are, your, your arms are probably practically pointing into the ceiling behind you. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I generally couldn't. You I could, do. mate. You could. Yeah, with a, with a lot of practice. It's all mechanics. Also, it is like nine o'clock on a Sunday night, boys. Like you can be quite quite stiff. I'm not usually stiff on a Sunday night at nine o'clock. If I'm honest. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the chat. It's very interesting. Um, hope everyone had some value out of it. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, like, share with your network, all of that stuff. Jazz, buy your cheese, and then 10. I don't know if there's anything else to shout out. Amy, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, on your side? No, are, I'm good. Are you selling anything at the moment? I'm not. I'm not that kind of a big deal. Um, I don't have these affiliation codes that allow me to eat cheese. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>
I got told off by a client, David, of mine uh, this week because I shared a video of uh, me opening up a cheese parcel which had some um, the small stacked bars in. And he said mm. he's furious with eating. He's been trying to buy them. They've only had the tasty variants in. Yeah, they um, have. But Jackie's the tasties, and I have the normal ones. I said just eat the tasties. Them. They're like twenty calories more. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ! But he's yeah. furious. So um, obviously, when he found out that I got them, he's like, "Fucking hell, look after the special people, don't they?" You still get some. I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. To be fair, Eat Lean is actually the only cheese we eat now. On the Eat Lean Tasty, I don't think there's any reason to actually get normal cheddar cheese. Well, other than wedge, because obviously I can't deny that obviously it does cost more, but... Mm, true. But I agree. I agree on other principles of like, if you can afford it, why would you buy anything else? Because it tastes as good as, you know, your your average cheddar, Um, you know, your 30 plus percent fat cheddar. And this is only like... 12 i think something like tasty so get a special 50 percent off cold bread because i need i need to buy some eat lean cheese because i'm i'm currently i'm currently going back to the topic doing lyle mcdonald's rapid fat loss just to jam off a bit before i go to germany and if you you both know what it is i imagine Mm -hmm. and so i need to meet lean cheese really there's probably too many too much carbohydrates in in it isn't there mate for for his how many grams of carbs 200 grams uh oh fucking i don't know maybe 10 i don't know not that many i'm guessing i don't actually know off the top of my head but i can't even remember i do know it's like 38 percent protein i don't know that because it's 38 per 100 grams i often just eat 100 gram chunk every now and then for you know optimal leucine delivery gains yes do you know what i do like a Eat lean and kimchi toasty. Hmm? One for the vegetarians I out there. Fucking hate kimchi. Oh, I love the stuff. Very good for the gut. Well, I think that's an evidence-based answer. I'm going to call you out live. Wow, on the wow. I think there's no. very little evidence that kimchi is good for the gut. But not kimchi, maybe, but uh, some fermented foods. Yeah, but this is this. Foods. Here you go. You've you've promised you've kind of gone here and here and missed like shit in the middle. Gently. <gasps> it's nine o'clock at night and I'm Un- very hungover. Unbelievable. I know. So, 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 so all that disgusting yeah, kimchi. Where's your evidence for that? Just get. <laughs> it's just say your opinion. You can moved up to the last question Amy asked you. Can't give an evidence based answer for that. I, I just. You want to talk about fighting and sex and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, pro- the problem is, I'm going back to the. Uh, oh, I can't give an evidence-based opinion. Like, I genuinely don't know, so I'm kind of a bit like I can't say something that I don't know. I honestly have no fucking idea. I do I guess, to a point where like I can't even give an opinion because I don't even know what my opinion is. I did. Just say it. So, oh yeah, it's fine. Think like, we won't and think of that. Do what? Worry about the consequences later. Well, uh, that that isn't why I didn't say it though, because I was worried about the consequences. I genuinely don't know. I'm kind of like I don't actually know what my opinion is because I haven't read anything about it. Or I like if you ask me to just come off the top of my head, I'm like. Mm. Don't know. All of it. It's probably all of it. You make me sick. Yeah, fine. I don't care. <laughs> Kimchi uh, makes him sick. That's yeah, that's what, what I said a minute ago. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I never tried us either one. It's gross. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, actually, just while we're banging on about Eat Lean, and obviously people can piss off they don't like it, but Flav Drops are still one of the best things they they have. So if anyone wants to order something that they want a recommendation on a product, get the Flav Drops. They're so good. They're just so versatile. It's so many, obviously the sweet stuff, but... Um, yeah, they just make yogurts, oats, smoothies, you know, stick them in anything. Your coffees, whatever. So, 
No, I I use flavor drops every single day. Not the um, eat lean ones, but mm. yeah, flavor drops. I I do use the eat lean ones every single day, and I've got tons of them. So I like coconut flavor ones. They don't do coconut. I'm go I'm going to recommend that and see if they can bring something out actually, because they don't. You're right. They've got strawberry, raspberry, uh, vanilla, toffee. Do they do hazelnut? Chocolate? No, they didn't do a nut version either. Um, not really a coconut man, to be honest. That I mean, I will have some coconut stuff. We've spoke about coconut warrior bars, but uh, it's not something that I go out my way to have. Um, mm. But on that note, let's say thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. Been emotional. Thanks for, for saying that. I make you sick as well. Quite enjoyed that part. <laughs> is that is that toxic masculinity? Yes, it is. Is that that's exactly toxic masculinity as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's almost like, like I don't know. We we just suddenly just start a new episode, but um, I just don't like that. It's almost now not okay to be masculine. Can't be it, yeah, you can't, you almost can't be a guy anymore, and like and, and obviously this the, the argument is way more complicated than this. But how are you defining masculinity for a start? <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, I think the definition is something like strong, stoic. Or no, maybe not stoic. Maybe stoic is not the right word. I can't remember now. Strong and something or other is the actual definition. I did read it quite recently, actually. Um, but I think it's okay to be masculine, but it doesn't mean you can't also be sensitive and other things. And I just this the whole like eh, toxic masculinity thing is kind of actually I think they just mislabel it and it's completely and utterly used wrong because it's almost kind of a bit of a fad. I think qualities or appearance traditionally associated with men. Pardon me. Mm. it's good to be strong he's outstandingly handsome and robust that's oh me. robust that's me well that's not me I Han- think handsome maybe not robust, robust bloke, like jack or willing he's a fucking robust man uh that's he, a he... word you'd never want to be called as a woman you'd I... never want to be called a robust woman i don't think amy knows who jocko willing is mate but he, he's he's basically like ex-military jiu-jitsu nine degree black belt like ultra masculine basically he's like mr masculine he is. He What's is his a name? I need jo- to Jocko. Look, look at that head. Look at that head. Yeah. Oh, that's that. He's got no neck. He's a no neck man. Yeah. He is robust. Yeah, I need a neck. I'm afraid. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the NNN podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please help us by rating on your podcast provider, sharing with your networks, so we can get our content out to more people. See you next week. Thank you.